What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Thursday, September the 2nd. Oh, man. I'm going to go to some live football a little bit later. NC State playing uh, Old South Florida is an 18-point favorite uh, this evening. Pretty excited for that. We are a week away from actual NFL football, and Gambling Week rolls on. You can check out Aaron Schatz. On two on let's see Tuesday's podcast where we talk about some of the Super Bowl futures. We also have a cut day reaction podcast in the feed. Plus an emergency. Cam Newton is released by the Patriots podcast that you can download as well. And as you're preparing for football, which again is practically here, raise the stakes of the Pick Six Podcast Pick a Pool. You can compete against us and other listeners for your share of bragging rights and prizes. Get started today by downloading the CBS Sports app or by visiting cbsports.com/slash pick six. It's simple. Just sign up and remember to make weekly picks against the spread uh and we have like cool swag to give away weekly winners get a sweet championship belt and the year-long winner gets a thousand dollars and unfortunately a guest spot on this podcast uh it'd be fun if you want to do it um again cbssports.com slash pick six compete against us all season long joining me now to talk about some of the awards futures the one the only brandon gupto gup of gupscorner.com what's up bro how you doing doing well it's a uh we're hot and heavy into football season. Golf's wrapping up. Uh, final tournament starts this morning. So ready to watch that. That should be fun. It's always exciting to watch those guys. And then we get, like you said, eight games late tonight on Thursday, college football. And we, we love our college football over at Gup's Corner. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, if uh, if you haven't gone to gupscorner.com, you need to check it out and sign up over there. Uh, as a, I'm actually wearing my Gups Corner shirt right now. Uh, <laughs> nice. The brand. Uh, it, it, look, I, I mean, like I lo- you've been smack. I mean, golf is going to be over so it's but you you killed it during golf season ton of outrights and uh always have as i say like your nfl nfl college futures uh do very well and uh the dfs like college football dfs which is some i somehow haven't dipped my toe in enough i know you guys have a ton of content on that over there and typically are you know are posting some green screen so make sure and check that out any uh you got any promo codes you want to i do i set up uh we got a discount going out there but i set one up for for your listeners cbs if they use that code it gets 30 percent off it includes a seven-day risk-free trial so check us out for a week if you don't like it you never get charged um but if you do you can keep rolling yeah bobby does a great job on college football we 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 had a guy take down the the first slate saturday night won five thousand on a bullet um not only him but yeah when you talk about the the slack channel the uh, we call the gc warrior room the guys in there and the connections in college football is so important because of you don't get the inactive active they're not required to do it like nfl so you got beat line reporters or guys in the stands going hey he's working with the ones that stuff's all valuable and yeah pj was awesome i went through a little dip during the summer after i'd set a record for most outrights and first round leaders but last two weeks have been great i had Finau, then i had two first round leaders last week and then i had cantley so brought it back a little bit and and ready to get rolling in nfl yeah uh nfl is uh man there's nothing like nothing like professional football it's it's just the best and we mentioned i mentioned the uh the cam well actually we'll start the mvp uh we'll start in the mvp futures um because i i think when you look at this i mean sort of like super bowl futures it i mean there's definitely value out there but i think that maybe the sports books are sick and tired of people peppering them with 
you know, we had Mahomes as a long shot in twenty uh, in twenty eighteen. You have Lamar Jackson as a long shot in twenty nineteen. Aaron Rodgers was not exactly a favorite in twenty twenty, and Josh Allen also sort of a longer shot, like forty five to one, and then closed at maybe thirty five to one. I think that they're a little wary of that, and so the market is uh, is priced up this year. If you look at you know just sort of the because of the Cam Newton Mac Jones news some of the markets are down uh, but generally speaking you have a, a group of guys who are you know 25 to 1 or shorter maybe 30 to 1 depending on where you're looking Baker Mayfield Dak Prescott Russell Wilson Justin Herbert Lamar Jackson Kyler Murray Tom Brady Matthew Stafford Aaron Rodgers Josh Allen and then Patrick Mahomes the the prohibitive favorite at like four and a half to one um, is there anybody that catches your eye in that group and and do you tend to agree that I mean like, like it's, I was, I was trying to say to Aaron shots yesterday, like to, if the, if the chiefs are going to be four, like five to one to win the super bowl, then no, then nobody else should be under 10 to one. Like they, they're just shrinking these markets too much. Yeah. And if you correlate, it's like golf betting. When you see a ROM is six to one or something like that. Um, yeah. It normally you do get like last week, we got Cantley and Bryson at 25 to one. That's right. That, exactly. DJ Rory was 25. I mean, you, you get that deal and it, I'll be interested. I know there's way more volume bet on NFL, but I'm interested to see how golf progresses because it's getting more and more popular. You're seeing yeah. some national broadcasts on it, more money because people are like, I mean, like you feel like you're great if you hit, if you had a 25 to 1 MVP but you got to sit for 4 plus months on that money well you can hit 25 to 1 30 to 1 Fina was 66 to 1 uh pre-tournament you, yeah. you know every week in golf and i think most people don't are just now starting to see like not that it's easy to hit golf outright by no means it's not but um I'll like it this year i think i hit like 15 uh, I mean, like, you know it used to be where if you hit one or two you felt like you were having a pretty good year and now and but yeah i mean to your point I mean, you know, look, I like the idea of Lamar Jackson at sort of being discounted at his price, but he's still 15 to one. And you have to wait, you know, what, nine months or, you know, what is it? I mean, you know, however long it is, but six yeah, months. February, yeah. yeah, you got to wait six months before the awards actually come out right before the night before the Super Bowl. And at 15 to one is, you know, if you're if you're laying lumber on it, great. But you're also tying up credit or putting cash down. So, I mean, it, it's a little bit tougher in that sense. I agree with you. Well, and unfortunately, we I, I thought we were not going to have to worry about because last year, like I didn't do any of my I normally go to Vegas, do the super contest, do all that, get some futures in. But with the COVID stuff, we didn't really, you know, we, yeah. I didn't want to do that. And, and unfortunately, we, we have some of that this year that could happen. And whether you're not political, vax, non-vax. No, 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 there's, no. Yeah, there's there's guys that have been yes. vaccinated yeah. that test positive. So, I mean, it's going to be an issue this year. And even weekly, you know, I, I like to get on lines early um, that Monday morning or Sunday, you know, late. But last year you almost had to wait because if, a, you know, starting quarterbacks out or, or, you know, two offensive linemen or something, that's a huge effect on a betting line. So it, it unfortunately it's something we'll have to deal with again. And it makes the future market a little tough because you're taking a little bit of risk. Although, I, you know, I think I think you still got some pretty good odds there. Yeah, I mean, again, Lamar it is not a political stance. Lamar Jackson is not, as we understand it, not vaccinated. If right. you bet on him at 15 to 1 – or 20 to one or 12 to one or whatever it is to win MVP. And he has a close contact and misses two games. Your chances of him winning have probably been reduced by 10 to 15 to 20 to 25%. I mean, who, depending on how he's playing and who else is playing well. So that is, that is a real, that is a real concern. And additionally, you know, if you have a team, um, you know, the, the Ravens last year had COVID outbreaks and they have, again, it, it appears players who are not vaccinated. And the NFL has said, if there's an outbreak caused by a non-vaccinated player that causes the team to have to 
not have enough players to to suit up, that team will forfeit that game. So yep. you know, if you're betting overs on the Ravens, you know you are you're running that risk. I mean, that, it's just part of the mathematical formula that comes into play. Yeah, and I mean another team that I'm high on, and and when the market dipped on uh, when Wentz went out. You know, I got on the Colts. They dropped as low as eight and a half on the over under, and I released that to the community. And I still like it, but they're a team that, you know, there's not a lot of great value deep in the in the Super Bowl odds. But you know, I've seen them as low as 40, 45 to one, and I like that if I knew they were going to be solid all year. But they're, you know, quote. I mean, the, the stats are saying they're one of the least vaccinated teams. They, they, just, already, put, they, they just put yeah. Wentz and like like everybody. Yeah. Like, Three people just went on it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah. it's a it's a worry there. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, so at the top of the market, though, anybody that that strikes your fancy on the the front end, you know, any you know, we're I don't want to call them the, I mean, the favorites, you know, anybody in that in that, I mean, because thirty to one is still is still a good bet, but anybody in that sort of thirty to one or shorter range that that strikes you as uh, an intriguing bet from an MVP perspective, yeah, uh, you know, obviously Allen and, and Mahomes and those guys are are good. Sure, odds to win it, but um, probably a little bit deeper, but still under the thirty for me um, is, is Stafford. I know you, you're. I listened to your pod on Tuesday, and, and I know you guys talked about him in different ways, but I, I am high on him, and, and it's just from a football sense. Watching tape, watching him, uh, our boy Adon. You know, he he yeah. watched him, and he watched him as as early as high school, and um, I do think his skills in that offense could be tremendous, um, and I think it boosts him. You know, Acres is gone. They bring so much, you know, so they may have to pass a little bit more than what they anticipated if they had a healthy Acres. You know, Tutu Atwell's been doing great. You know, he's could be like their fourth wide receiver. So I mean, they can, they can throw the ball over the place and he has a great defense to rely upon. So 16 to one, I feel, you know, and I'm high on, on the Rams because I think he's going to do well in that offense. Um, and the defense is, you know, one of the top three, arguably in the league. So, it, a lot of wins so you know you get a you know if they go 14 and three or 13 and four that helps a quarterback and if he has a great year and, and maybe leads the league in passing yards or touchdowns I, I think that 16 to one's not a bad value no I, I i would agree with that and i think i'm actually we're sending in our season awards right now or the uh, by the time this is released i will send it in i think i'm picking stafford to win him to win mvp and you know if you look at you know what you need the criteria for MVP, generally speaking, is a quarterback with uh, good production and quality stats on a on a team with double digit wins. And the the Rams absolutely profile is that you know Sean McVay maybe he's full of it, but he, the way he's been talking about Matthew Stafford this offseason leads me to believe he actually thinks this offense can go you know completely nuclear with Stafford running it, and they're going to run a ton of boots, they're going to take a ton of vertical shots, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, you know Tyler Higby. Um, as you mentioned, Tutu Atwell's there. I think I'm grabbing Deshaun, a lot of Deshaun Jackson uh, in best ball and in draft just because I think early on, I don't know if he'll play the whole season. That that would be surprising. But, I mean, he's like – that dude's still a vertical threat. It's, and he and Stafford are a uh, – uh, go together like spaghetti and meatballs. So I'm 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 in on that uh, at at sixteen to one. You could shop around, maybe find something closer to twenty to one, um, depending on how. You know, we don't have any more preseason games, so you won't have to. And, and we didn't have to see. I think Stavridge's price has actually drifted back a little bit because he didn't play in the preseason. You know, we've seen uh, guys look sharp in in this preseason action, and Stafford, you know, uh, Sean McVay doesn't play his guys, so that that makes sense to me uh, for sure. At at sixteen, anywhere. 15 to 20 to one or, or better, I think is a, is a good bet. Um, what about, uh, anybody, anybody a little bit deeper that, that, uh, that, that catches your eye? 
Yeah, one I liked, and I think I've seen you you kind of tweet about it at the moment it kind of happened, but I, I can see a path to it, and it'd be Winston at 40 to 1. Yes, uh, let's go. Yeah, whether you want to go, um, you could take some of the prop routes, you know, passing yards, touchdowns, but again, they have another great defense. Um, you know, just, you know, the hurricane just hit there. You, yeah, that pride in that city the first time 16 years ago it was amazing. I can't imagine. I, you know, I, I'm going to assume it's going to be similar. And if Winston can be, and you talked about it, I think Tuesday's probably, you know, focused and, 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 you know, make the right decisions, he should succeed in the, in this offense. I think the biggest deal is, is how well can they do till Michael Thomas gets back? We saw Callaway look great in the preseason. Traquan's a great talent, but he's not a number one. Um, but they got, you know, two great backs out of the backfield. Um, it, not a, I mean, not obviously 40 to one's a, a long shot, you know, so you're not expecting it, but I think that's a good value on, on that situation he he's in. And it doesn't look like it's going to be a back and forth. Hey, if he sucks, Hill's coming in or anything like that. And at least not to me, I think they'll utilize Hill in their offense, but I, I don't think he's going to be, you know, where Winston has to look over his shoulder the whole time. Yeah. And I agree with that. I think it'll, it'll be, I, I, I mean, I sort of said this for a few, I think, I think, feels like months maybe it's a few weeks but i think it'll be if breeze and Taysom hill were 90 10 it'll be 85 15 or 80 20 and that obviously docks Jameis, but it's built into the price at, at 40 to 1 or 50 to 1 which you know you can see out on the market and again the thing with you know i tweeted out i tweeted out people like <laughs> Jameis for mvp like yeah sure yeah, yeah right 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 but if he is on a saints team right. that wins 12 plus games and is i don't even know that they have to win the division i think they could be a wild card you know like tampa bay wins 14 and, and they win 12 and what will happen is you know this is not a statistical race to most wins or most you know the most passing yards this is sort of getting in the mind of of the voters and if Jameis winston has a remarkable season and looks like a different quarterback who doesn't turn it over and he's more efficient and you know he leads the Saints to 12 plus wins he is going to get MVP votes or he's going to get there's going to be that chatter at the end of the year now if someone has a if Mahomes has a 5050 season it's going to be irrelevant and you know he'll win or if Josh Allen you know the Bills you know win 16 games i mean you know it'll be irrelevant but i mean I think that Jameis Winston at that price, I agree with you, is a is a nice value. The other guys who sort of stand out to me in that range, I don't think the Falcons will be that good and losing Julio Jones hurts. But Matt Ryan has won the MVP before. And if for some reason the Falcons made the playoffs or, you know, God forbid, got involved in that division race, you know, at his price, that would at least be interesting. Ryan Tannehill, same deal. You know, the Titans could win 10 plus games. Uh, you mentioned uh, Carson Wentz. He's actually. Has been 40. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see him. How am I? Am I just blind? I can't read. Yeah. I got 40 right now live, but okay. Uh, there you go. Yeah. But yeah. So I mean like Wentz in the same, those guys in the same range, again, you're, you're not banking on, you're not, it doesn't seem believable to think, you know, Jameis Winston MVP or, you know, Matt Ryan MVP or Ryan Tannehill MVP, but you have to think through the possibilities of, you know, maybe this guy's going to have a monster offensive season for a team that wins double digit games and and that's the path and just to, like do you agree don't don't take like Derrick Henry or Christian McCaffrey or anybody like that like no I mean if there was any I, I would actually go to our, our boy we've been on for three years now and, and he's made us some money in, in this market it, it would probably be Cook at 66 to one yeah. like if, he, if he does something like set the rushing record out of nowhere or, or total yards scrimmage yards like has a you know think old school Edger and James Marshall Falk type season um, could be up there but 
you know, and another way to get to Winston if you wanted to, I know we'll get to a little bit later. He, you know, he's nine to one, 10 to one in the, in the comeback player of the year. That's a tough yeah. award this year. Cause you got Dak Barkley McCaffrey and all that, but that's a way you could get to him. If you felt, if you don't feel as confident in the 40 to one MVP type stuff. Yep. Agree with that. Uh, any, uh, any long shots on the MVP before we move on again, like you can find cook uh, deeper, you know, right. Yeah, like 66 or so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I even found a these things. I found a ninety to one on Dalvin Cook. Whoa. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I, I mean, that's a long shot, but that's there's a path there, especially if he stays healthy all year. The um the one actually, you know, the one the one that could make some sense on a total long shot. Ben Roethlisberger is like a hundred plus hundred something to one. I, I don't know if you're going to mention him or not, but I mean, like that. I mean, like again. A, a team that is being wildly discounted relative to their success over the past decade. Uh, the Steelers, as Shot said on Tuesday, he thinks they'll, they'll probably pass a lot more than than the than the market tends to believe. Big Ben's, I don't, may have may have never gotten an MVP vote, but if the Steelers are are good again and win double digit games, he's a quarterback who is going to be in consideration. Yeah, I, I wouldn't hate that at all as a as a deep long shot. I think having Najee will help. Um, Yep. You know, take some pressure. He's going to be consistent, you know, and that's what they need. They're, they're going to use him like a Le'Veon Bell type deal. And, and you know, Big Ben threw for a lot even when they had Bell. So it's not like you can't do that. And they have as good of a wide receiver set as there is in the league, you know, right up there as top three or four uh, potential set of wide receivers. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to defensive player of the year. No surprise, but Aaron Donald, four to one he's he's going to be in the mix and there's i think there's actually an argument that four to one is a fair is like a is cheap for Aaron Donald. yeah i have one kind of favorite and one semi-long shot i like here the one i like is chase young just because of the, the division he plays in and let's you know maybe dak isn't healthy when they play him and that, that makes it even worse on the quarterbacks he's going to play six times between the cowboys the giants offensive line looks atrocious yep um so he's going to have a chance to stack up there um eagles you know, that was probably one, one of my um, one misses last year. I was pretty high on them. That didn't really work out well. But, um, you know, Jalen can can escape. But I just think who they're going to play in general on their schedule. I went through their schedule. I mean, he can have a monster year, and he is a absolute freak. And so, you know, you start getting up there where you're close to the sack record or something like that, that, that could get him in that Defensive Player of the Year award at 7-1. to one. Yeah, and if you look at Young, you know, if you go back and watch Young last year, he only had – I mean, only had seven and a half sacks as a rookie. But – he had a, created a lot more havoc, and oftentimes pressure pressure is more in, indicative of what might be coming from a player uh, in terms of sacks. And I think there's a, a good case to be made that Chase Young is one of those guys that should have had more sacks uh, than he. I mean, like he had 12 QB hits, 10 tackles for loss. I mean, this, you know, four forced fumbles. I mean, this is a guy who wrecks shop. And if those sacks come, and like like you say, like you know, again playing you know playing the Eagles, Jalen Hurts can't escape, but he's also a guy who might you know might hold on to the ball. They might use him. They you know, might run around the backfield a little bit more, and because of that escapability, you know, like a, like a Deshaun Watson, right, or a Russell Wilson, they're willing to take sacks because they're trying to make extend plays. Place, make yeah. happen. And so that can that can actually be beneficial if you're looking at a guy like Chase Young. I, I agree with you completely there. I think at sixteen to one, that's a a, a pretty good value, and I, I think it'll be you. Know, you Again, maybe that you wish it was in the twenties, but you know he's he is a guy that's generating a lot of interest. Plus, with the way that you know Ron Rivera is going to have him, I mean he is going to be going after the quarterback on you know every single play. He is going to be, you know, on that that alpha pass rusher, and he's got a good defensive line around him, so he's not going to be quadruple teamed like Aaron Donald every play. 
Correct. Exactly. I was going to mention that. I was going to say because they have such a good D line, uh, and that's a lot, a lot of reason why I think he only had seven and a half sacks because they would try to chip on him or double him, and it allowed the other guys to have one on one, and they got to you know pick and choose in there, and so I, I think that that helps them you know on that as well. Uh, who's uh, who's your, who was your long shot that you were looking at? I, you know, for this type of award, I, you know, it's thirty three to one, but Tre'Davious White. I think if the Bills, you know, I'm not as high on the Bills as everybody else. It seems in the industry, but I'm not down on them. I just you know I you know, some people got them going, you know, 15 and two, 14 and three type deal. And, and I think their, their, their division is, is not horrible. Um, it's good. It's good. I, I think that, yeah, I think the Patriots, you know, defense is great. They can stay in games. We'll see what Mac Jones does. The Dolphins defense can keep them in games. We'll see what they wind up doing at quarterback um, with the rumors on, on Deshaun Watson. But I thought Tua didn't have a horrible preseason um, and the Jets. Well, you know, I, I mean, that, that's probably two wins, but, if they are that good, um, and I think he'll be, a, you know, he's a good reason for it. And he's, he's, I love him on his, on the defensive side of the ball. And for 33 to one, and the Bills are going to be on a lot of primetime games this year, which I think does matter. People will see him if he's making yep. plays. Um, that's a benefit as well. Yeah, for sure. And the, you know, the one thing I look at when I'm doing defensive player of the year, I'm willing to take uh, more of a gamble on guys who I think can, at the end of the day, you don't. It doesn't. I don't think the the stats show that you have to be on a winning team. It it certainly helps to be on a winning team. I think if you're on a five win team, your you know your defense probably sucked, and so you're right. not a <laughs> love, right? <laughs> right. So uh, I I like to look at guys who I think will be on in successful situations, or there is at least a path to a successful situation, and guys who can put up big uh, big numbers in different categories. Like I want, you know, you, I want, I want a linebacker or a safety who's able to get some sacks, who's able to, um, you know, pile up tackles, et cetera, just because again, you're trying to predict who people will vote for. So some of the names I would look at, uh, and, and you know, again, like part of it with like Chase Young, great season, but only seven and a half sacks. And so it's, right. you know, it's gonna be tough. Sometimes sacks aren't, it's not as, it's not as one-to-one a pressure to a sack as a, you know, a tackle like you're just it's easy to pile up the tackles uh Devin White I think in the 30 to 1 range makes a ton of sense he he just he's a, a stat monster for a defense that's going to be very good returning a ton of starters and he can sort of take that leap um in in you know in and have a breakout season even though maybe he's already there uh so I think that's a pretty good price Darius Leonard I like in the 40 or 50 to 1 range uh he you know his one defensive rookie of the year has capable of putting up numbers across the board, like freaky numbers. Derwin James, same thing. If he's healthy and the Chargers are good, uh, I like in that in that regard. And there was somebody else. Or Fred Warner is a real long shot at like 80, 80 to 1 or longer where, you know, he could, uh, again, I think, the is it 80 to 1 on Caesars? Let's see, Warner. Warner isn't even listed on Caesars. Interesting. So there you go. I was going to say, I see, I see a 60 to 70, so that's not out of, out of the round to be 80. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean like that, but that's a, that's, that's a guy that I think if the 49ers are really good and the defense, you know, bounces back and they win that division and Warner, you know, gets paid and then has a monster year that could make a little bit of sense, uh, for me as well. Uh, anybody else that, Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm an idiot. I wouldn't, I Fred Warner 60 to one on, uh, on Caesars. I was looking on comeback player of the year again, idiot. Like Vita Vea is 50 to one. That, that doesn't make any sense to me unless the, like, <laughs> right. I, you know, I feel like the interior defensive. I mean, maybe he has an Aaron Donald like season. I don't know if I necessarily see that. Um, but yeah, I, I agree that I don't hate either of the Bosa's either. You know, they can put up big numbers. Uh, Derwin 28 to one on here. Minka Fitzpatrick 30. Stephon Gilmore 30. He just got put on the pup, so don't bet that. 
And uh, and yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think I think those are the names to look for. I like that call on Trey White, especially if the Bills bounce back on defense. All right, moving to the rookies, offensive rookie of the year. We had some breaking news drop right before we recorded this podcast on Tuesday, in case you know, in case I don't know, something happens with another rookie and, 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 and now and then. Uh, but Mac Jones effectively named the starter by the Patriots because Cam Newton was released and Mac in some spots as we're, as we're recording this, the number not up on Caesars, but we see it elsewhere. Mac as low as uh, like three to one, the favorite to be offensive rookie of the year. Just curious your thoughts on, on Mac and his spot. Obviously like this isn't very helpful for people, but if you've listened to podcasts enough, or if you were, you know, if you're a member at gupscorner.com, you would have gotten the alert. Bet Mac Jones at 10 to 1 when that news breaks. You got to act on breaking news. Uh, and and I think you did just that. So did I. Yeah. I mean, he was as high as probably 12, 15 to 1 throughout the early preseason. Um, but, you know, you can't bet that unless you know he's going to wind up starting or playing a lot. And then, I mean, uh, and not only saying, this, Cam, yeah. I was saying Cam's our guy throughout most yeah. of the preseason. You can't bet 12 to 1, right? And now, not only do we get, I mean, this is almost better for the bet because it's not like Cam sticking around to, you know, they cut him. So it, it makes yeah. it where it's like, he's the guy. Uh, there's no question about it, which is probably the right move in that situation. You, if you're going to go all, all in on that quarterback, the rookie, you don't want him fearing or looking over the shoulder. Um, although it looked like it, when you look at the interactions, it looked like Cam was was great with him on the sidelines and, and team-wise, but obviously they made a decision for the team, but um yeah you know if it if if you, if you can probably i'd probably take a five to one or better i don't know what it'll be when people get it live i don't mind that i think he's in the best situation now as a guaranteed starter um despite any kind of injury or anything they got a, a really good defense a lot coming back that a lot of the opt-outs last year um and he's surrounded by a lot more weapons than what they had last year and we, we know that offensive system can work uh, I, you know, he's going to always be kind of compared to the Brady scale, which kind of sucks for him. But, um, you know, I think he'll be very successful in that offense and and they'll do well. So, again, you get a, like if they go back to the playoffs this year and he has a good year. You know, I don't see the Jags getting to the playoffs. We don't even know Justin Fields when he's going to get on the field. I like Justin Fields personally. He's one of my favorite, but doesn't seem like they're in a hurry to put him behind that garbage offensive line. And then the 49ers deal looks like it's going to be a toss up all year. So I, I think it's a really good bet, even if you even if it dropped down and you missed the the good tenant one number. Yeah, I I think obviously you'd rather have seven to one, ten to one, twelve to one. I mean, no crap, right? But at at five to one or better, three to one is probably a little short for me. You have to think about it like this. Again, it's sort of like the MVP. There, you are the the voters who vote on the the people who vote on these awards take into account team success. It just matters. That is going to be a factor. Now, if Trevor Lawrence has a – Justin Herbert is, is sort of an exception. Justin Herbert had an incredible season, monster stats on a losing team that was probably you know, submarine by Anthony Lynn. That's the, that's the exception. If you have – if Trevor Lawrence does what Justin Herbert did last year and the Jaguars win four games – Trevor Lawrence is probably winning it anyway. And people are going to say, well, the Jags suck, but he's rejuvenating the franchise. Same deal with Zach Wilson. If he has a monster year and the Jets win five games or four games or six games or whatever it is, he's probably going to get the award because, you know, there's some, in some cases, statistical production can outweigh team success. But if Mac Jones comes in there, as you point out, Cup, he's not going to be asked to, 
he's not going to be asked to throw the ball 50 times a game. I mean, mm -hmm. Newton wasn't going to throw the ball 50 times a game. This is a Patriots team that has a top five offensive line. They've got multiple running backs. Damian Harris has looked explosive in the preseason. I, I love him in fantasy this year. James White gets a huge bump up because of Mac's presence because Mac will use – Mac is a, a much more um, – uh, what's a, a, like short range Jump off yeah yeah like he's more likely to be tossing passes to james white than, than cam newton cam just doesn't really sling it to short to, to to running back so you know i think with hunter henry and johnny smith jacoby myers they added you know uh Ken, you know kendrick Bourne, and of course they have nelson aguilar there they have enough weapons where mac jones can be successful i i feel like bill belichick looks at this team and wants it to be a little bit like 2001 where you know you've got this young quarterback obviously the difference is six round versus first round. Um, but you, you know, you, you bail on the veteran for the young quarterback and you don't ask him to do too much. You ask him to be clutch. You ask him to, to manage the game and you ask him to, you know, to put up stats where he needs to be. Mac Jones's path to offensive rookie of the year is the Patriots win 10 plus 10, 11, 12 games. Plus the defense is awesome. And Mac is really efficient and everybody's like, well, but look, like he he helped bring the Patriots back, and maybe he beats Tom Brady in, in Foxborough. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, uh, I, I agree with all that. Yeah, and so don't mind Mac at five to one at all. Uh, any other other candidates stand out to you for uh, offensive rookie of the year? I have one that I'm I'm just I'm I'm riding or dying in fantasy this year on Trey Sermon. If Trey Sermon is not incredible, then I'm probably not going to have an incredible year. If Trey Sermon as I think ends up being the feature back for the 49ers over the, the second, at least the second half of the season or maybe three quarters of the season, then I will be in, in very good shape. Uh, he is now 22 to one. That's a little shorter than I would like. I think I got 28 to one, but I would still back Trey Sermon just because I'm firmly in the camp that he's going to have a monster year for San Francisco. Yeah. Former Oklahoma back. And, you know, obviously had the tremendous end of the season last year for Ohio state. Um, yeah. I guess the difficulty there is only, you know, will they turn over and, and have a workhorse? They seem to rotate running backs all the time in San Francisco, but maybe it's because they don't have a consistent running back. They've, you know, they railed the hot hand, but I think he can be, and I, I don't hate that number as well. It's because I mean, like Najee Harris seems more obvious but he's half or worse the odds you know 10 to 1 type deal and, and i just probably wouldn't go that route um yeah. and, yeah, i'd rather get you gotta jump like you gotta jump like five quarterbacks <laughs> I mean, it's not, not going to be easy to win like a non all the non-quarterbacks honestly should be 20 to 1 or or worse because of who they the competition they have to be if I was going to sprinkle a long shot, and I was I was super high on Je uh, Jefferson last year, um, had him in a lot of things. Um, this year for me, it's Rondell Moore, and I think with Kyler, um, the dude is just absolute phenomenal athlete and stud in college. Uh, played him a lot in college DFS, and, and I think you know, especially having Hopkins there, um, you know, if he gets a lot of one on one, he can. I mean, he can go, and and he's 66, 70 to one, so it's a super long shot. You can you know sprinkle on it, but that'd be the one. But like you said, if it's not a quarterback, it's especially in a in a very strong quarterback class. The odds of one of these five not looking really really good at the end of the year is is low. But you know, I do like Rondell Moore um, this year. I think that's a good call. And again, you know, when okay, when I tweeted about Jameis Winston winning MVP, people are like, ah, that's ridiculous. It, it's sixty to one. Right. The inherent probabilities of a sixty to one hitting are really short. You know, and, and like you're not you're not banking on a sixty to one hitting. You're not betting it thinking this guy is definitely going to win. You're betting it based on 
you know, there is a pathway for it to happen. And for Rondell Moore, it's that he basically soaks up all of Larry Fitzgerald's work. And Fitz, they had in the slot a ton because Fitz is older. Fitz doesn't seem like he's coming back. A lot of people think he's going to replace uh, more replace Christian Kirk. I think it might be more more replaces Fitz, and you put him in the slot. And unlike Fitz, you can move more around. You can use a ton of motion, and Kyler can get him on these quick hitters where he's in space and he can take off for a ton of yards. And if he has fifteen, you know, I mean, I don't like what I don't know what he needs to like. Again, the path. Again, think about the you have to think about the pathway. Let's say that Trey Lance doesn't start all season, but is used a ton. He's not going to win the, the award. Maybe Justin Fields starts three quarters of the season and is okay, but you know the Bears don't make the playoffs. Uh, Mac Jones is underwhelming. Trevor Lawrence and, and the Jet, you know the Jets and the Jaguars suck. That's I mean those are reasonable pathways. And well, I mean last year Herbert won it right, but Jefferson was second. So what if Herbert never sees the field early or you know what's his name doesn't get his. Tyron yeah, Taylor yeah. by, a, by the time. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Then Jeff runs away with it. Right. So, I mean, yeah, definitely a path there for sure. Yeah. And, you know, like Tua would have been one of the favorites. And then, but the Fitz beats him out. You know, there's all these paths. Burrow, Burrow was there until he got hurt. Well, yeah. he had a good year you're going, but those things happen. For sure. I mean, like the odds probably say that one of these rookie quarterbacks will get injured. I mean, Trey Lance is already hurt. Like he already has a chipped finger. So, yeah, there are the Rondo Moore pathway is there. Terrace Marshall is kind of interesting at 50 to one just because of the usage so far in the preseason. Sam Donald and the quarterbacks have looked his way and he played for Joe Brady. So Brady knows how to, to utilize him. I don't, I don't hate that at all. Um, I don't, why is Jamie, I'm see Jamie Newman on the list. What are we doing here? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, it's hard. Maybe, I mean, if you wanted to bet on, you're betting on an injury too here, but uh, Chuba Hubbard, I, I just love Chuba Hubbard at 150 to one, you know, it's CMC would have to get hurt. So I don't know if that's even worth the the value there, but I, I agree with you. I think Rondo Moore, uh, and then I would add on uh, Terrace Marshall or, or looks on those deep shots. The other guy who could be a look uh, deep here is Michael Carter, the former Carolina back. He's 50 to one ish. You know, his co main competition is, is, uh, is Tevin Coleman there in, in New York. You know, we've seen this offensive scheme, uh, you know, with with Mike LaFleur work well in, in various spots. And so that could make sense. But, you know, Devontae Smith, a little bit of a longer shot. You know, these guys have to get a ton of work. They rotate. They'll probably rotate backs there. So I, I don't know if I necessarily love that. Um, defensive rookie of the year. This is one that's kind of fun because there's I think this is of the of the awards. This is the most wide open in terms of you could see a, a longer shot creep. Like there's less barrier to a long shot winning here, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm all in on love Parsons. I think, I think he's going to be huge for Dallas this year. And if they're, um, you know, good, like I, I think, and a lot of my <laughs> strategy going into the year is, is Dallas being, being back in the mix um, again in a week, weaker division. What, what could go wrong? Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> I've been, been doing that for, whatever 20 years now and then not not seeing it but <laughs> that dude's all over the field when he when he gets on and he, i mean they've been holding him back you know he's like a, a horse a race horse you know behind the gate and they keep you know they won't let him play because they don't i'm mean, obviously i know why they want him healthy for the season but yep. again spotlight dallas cowboys um all that kind of stuff helps him uh but like you said there, there's a ton here but certain who's a guy originally i kind of wanted dallas to get um, you know, he starts his career with a pick six in like the second <laughs> offensive play of the of the game, that first preseason game. He's a stud. You know, he's I got him 12 to one in that kind of area. 
um, you know, so and a lot of them. And then Xavier Collins played at Tulsa, watched him a lot. Um, I think he's going to be a really, really good player. He's fourteen to one. It's a lot of flat pricing here, so there's not I, there's not a lot of deep um, because of I think one of these guys up there are going to get it, uh, and they're in good situations. Like Mike is in a great situation, um, and I think Sertain is as well. So those are probably the three that I like. But there's others that you, you could argue for sure. Uh, I still like Jamin Davis at nine to one there, uh, which you can find on Caesars. I, I think I mentioned him at like 15 to one on the podcast when he, you know, when he got drafted and the the logic again, sort of like, uh, you know, sort of like Chase Young, where you're going to be on a good defense. You know, they're going to be defensive linemen that are soaking up blockers. You know, there's a good chance that he's going to see a ton of tackles and, and he can penetrate and, and potentially pick up sacks as well. So I like, I like the value on him. Uh, another guy that I already bet and who, I mean, this is one of my guys. So I'm going to bet him Asante Samuel Jr. 35 to one on, uh, on, on, on Caesars. Now a little bit different than Antoine Winfield Jr. Last, I compare the situations because, you know, sons of former NFL players, successful NFL players, right. Who played the same position. And so you have the pedigree, uh, you have the opportunity because he's going to play a ton there for the chargers. The difference with Winfield was he is sort of more of a, you know, he's like he's he, he's he's going to be more all over and you know plays a, a different position. So the the one concern would be Samuel doesn't pick up the, the necessary stats to do it. But he's such a ball hawk that I think if that def- if if Bosa and uh, Derwin James stay healthy, then you could see Samuel uh, end up you know getting a lot of opportunities, especially because people throw in his direction. Um, so I, I look at him as a guy that I'm gonna I'm gonna put in on. Uh, I mean, this is a homer stab, but Ali McNeil at seventy five to one. I, I don't think. That, the Lions would be good enough to make it happen, and he he didn't generate enough sacks and, and numbers. But I I just wanted to mention him because I'm a I'm a diehard homer. Well, yeah, my homer pick, which actually could he could work out, especially being on the Patriots defense, would be Ronnie Perkins. I mean, was an absolute beast at OU. Um, edge rusher could wind up with you know get a lot of sacks, like we talked about, especially in that defensive scheme. That if he gets a lot of playing time, I think he's I've seen him 50, 60 to one different places. Yeah, and you know homer pick, like you just said, that's one that that I like. Uh, any other deep shots on this? I agree with you. I think that they're man, it was wide and this market has shrunk a lot. This was yeah. this was like a it feels like the preseason. Oh, uh, I should mention Pete Prisco threw out on a text thread with me that Joe Tryon could be a potential defensive rookie of the year. And you know, if you talk about you know, you want to have a good defense, you need a guy who gets opportunity, he's gonna be playing for the Bucks there. There's the Bucks will be on like you mentioned on prime time a bunch, and you know, 20 to one, you would like to find that's that's what he is at Caesars. Like to find closer to thirty to one, I think. But that's you know, that's not a bad price, and certainly somebody who, if he's putting up big numbers and the Bucks defense is awesome, uh, he he's a guy that could uh, certainly get some consideration there. Coach of the year. This is a hard one. Yes, because you know, in theory, Bill Belichick should win. You know, coach of the year like fifteen times in a row. But but the guys who, like my buddy, I had a buddy text me and said, "Hey, I want to bet on Andy Reid to win coach of the year." I was like, "Don't do that." <laughs> like, he, like he's won it twice i think and he has patrick mahomes so they basically have to run the table they have to go they have to go 16 to 1 or 17 and 0 or 15 and 2 and mahomes that wins mvp and they're just like well reed did it again i mean if andy reed wins 12 games no one's going to give him coach of the year you know so it's you almost have to pick the you sort of have to pick like a breakout team and who will be the coach of that team right yeah i mean it is a, a weird when you're going into it you're like all right because you know staley's one that's uh one of the favorites up there everybody's assuming the chargers are gonna you know be really good this year um i agree belichick's one that i have 
written down, you know, at 12 to one, a guy that I like that he, you know, Belichick's 18 to one on, on Caesars too. And I, Belichick is, this is a different deal with Belichick this year too. It is. Expectations have flipped. And if like he, if he goes to the playoffs with Mac Jones as a rookie, people are going to give him credit for making that bold strategy. Exactly. This season. Yeah. I think the decision uh, made will help that cause. Cause they're like you said, they'll point to it and say, Hey, you made the tough call. Um, it worked out. Now they got a playoff team um, could easily be in the mix. Uh, you know, I'm big on the Cowboys uh, and that, that a lot relies on Dak being healthy. Um, but I do like, you know, Ron Rivera. And, and if with that defense, if Fitzpatrick can, you know, keep them, you know, from not being on the field all the time like they were last year. And they still were great even when they're on the field all the time. Like they could be – they're the one team I'm worried about when I look at, you know, Dallas Cowboy-type bets, um, over-unders, winning the division, that kind of stuff, that if they go out and have a really, really good year, and they're – again, that you know, if they can beat Dallas, the rest of the division is not great. Um, he's done great things. He, I mean, you were you saw my Carolina with the Panthers. I, I think he's a, a decent value there at – Depending on what your what book you're at, you know, it could be 20, 25 to one. Yeah. Uh Rivera has won the award several times. Uh it just beat cancer. You know, I mean, like I keep frankly probably should have won it last year for you know leading the team. Cause I think didn't Stefanski win it? Yeah, yeah, Stefanski won it, right? Yeah. yeah. Like Stefanski's 15 to 1. He's the favorite. The, the, the guys have 15 to or no, he's 13 to 1 as the favorite on Caesars. Uh Sean McVay, Brandon Staley, Brian Flores, Kyle Shanahan, all 15 to 1. Don't bet Kevin Stefanski. Like don't don't bet on the guy who just won coach of the year right. has a team with a ten and a half win total, you know, and like like the Browns have to win 14 games for him to win coach of the year. And even then he might not get it because you're just sort of meeting expectations. Now, if the Browns are the number one seed in the AFC, then Stefanski's probably gonna win the award. But that's not likely to happen. They're probably best case gonna be the three seed, right? And if, if that's the case, he's not winning this award. You know, same thing like with Sean McVay. You know, he's not gonna get I mean, he'll get some credit for being bold and going after Matthew Stafford, but for the most part, you know, the Rams have to be incredible. They're, 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 don't betting on a coach of the year, betting on someone with high expectations to win coach of the year is a bad proposition. That's why Rivera yeah. makes Rivera makes sense. He, the, the win total is eight and a half. If Washington wins twelve games, thirteen games, and wins that division, then Rivera is going to get strong consideration. Um, so yeah. I, I, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say another one right there in that same boat. We're back to the whole, you know, you got to factor in some COVID situation. Is Frank right? You know, the, the Colts, yeah. low expectations, lower now than they were four weeks ago. Um, you know, they could go out there, probably the worst division in football. Um, you know, so if, they're, if, they, if they are healthy and they can play, I think they, they're really undervalued in the market in several places. You know, they could easily, you know, turn out a 13 and 4, 12 and 5 season, which would, you know, be way over what people thought. Um, and he could be right there. He could be that kind of coach like Savansky was last, last year. Yeah. Uh, you know, other guys, you know, Mike Vrabel, uh, like 30 to 1. Yeah. Mike Zimmer, maybe at 30 to 1. You know, Nick Sirianni, 40 to 1. If you think the Eagles can surprise him, if the Eagles go worst to first and win that division, Sirianni's first year and Jalen Hurts is good, Sirianni is going to get a ton of buzz for coach of the year. Now, sure. that's unlikely, but the, if the, what are the Eagles like 8 to 1 to win the division and Sirianni's 40 to 1 to win coach of the year? I mean, that's those, those two are, those are correlated bets, right? Yep. No, absolutely. Yeah, uh, and maybe maybe you think David Cully fifty to one and Dan Campbell fifty to one are, are the short odds. Don't don't bet on them. Don't, don't bet on David Cully. Although, 
you know, maybe, maybe, maybe the Texans will win the AFC South. That would be uh, something. All right. Uh, let us get to finally comeback player of the year. As I loaded up, Dak Prescott, the crazy prohibitive favorite at two plus two twenty. Burrow, Joe Burrow, seven and a half to one. Jameis Winston, all the way up to seven and a half to one. He was like seventeen to one before the announcement. Christian McCaffrey, seven and a half to one. Saquon Barkley, seven and a half to one as well. This is a uh, a loaded field, honestly. Carson Wentz, ten to one. Nick Bosa, twelve to one. Derwin James, eighteen. Von Miller and Sam Darnold, twenty to one. Julio Jones with them as well. Odell Beckham, twenty five, and Joe Mixon, thirty to one. Uh, Jimmy G, thirty to one as well. Those are the, those are the the main favorites. Anybody uh, strike your fancy there, or do you like anybody further down the board? No, I mean, kind of your theme you've talked about when you talk about you know who's going to get voted on, all that kind of stuff. I mean, if Dak goes out and plays all seventeen games, they go to the playoffs. He, you know, they have a top three offense. Yeah, it's going to be hard for them for no one to you know, especially after everybody saw the injury. Um, Burrow would be kind of right there, He's similar, you know, devastating injury. I don't see Cincinnati having the winning success necessarily that Dallas could. Um, you know, so I, it, tough there. I, I, Winston, you know, when I looked at him earlier, you know, nine to one in some spots. I mentioned, you know, if you didn't feel comfortable with the forty to one on MVP, I, you know, he he's in a situation that um, the big difference is, I guess, you know, I don't know how perception in reality is. Is you look at it as like um, like Dak got destroyed and you know his leg looked horrible and now he's back and he leads the team to the playoffs versus Winston just sat on the bench for a year. James uh, is just coming back from 30 interceptions. So, you know, right. like, <laughs> yeah, like, Dak is coming back from a yeah it, it, no you're right. It is I think that to your point, the one example of this is Philip Rivers had one comeback player of the year award in 2013 maybe and in and in 2012 he just maybe it's maybe it's even after that but the year before he just sucked. Like he didn't get hurt, he didn't miss any games, right? Sucked, and that's why you won Comeback Player of the Year award. I think that it has to be like Dak and Burrow have to be non-factors in the playoffs for Jameis to beat them out, coming back from thirty interceptions. Yeah, and I think you know Barkley and McCaffrey both come back from injuries. I I would take McCaffrey in that situation because I think McCaffrey could put up a record season in some fashion whether it be scrimmage yards or something like that he's got that kind of talent and a, and a better team around him um to, to be successful that i would go there if, if you kind of felt hey i don't think Dak's gonna last all year we're, we're worried about him um burrow's gonna get beat up again in cincinnati or something like that i, I think i would lean uh mccaffrey if i if you didn't want to go winston out of that a non non-quarterback it would be mccaffrey yeah. probably be my favorite yeah if um yeah, I think I think the injury recovery, and that's what actually makes Carson Wentz kind of interesting because Wentz was coming back yeah. from being terrible and being traded, but then he suffered the foot injury before the season started. So the there's an injury factor in there as well for for Carson Wentz at ten to one. If you think the Colts are going to win double digit games, win the division, go to the playoffs, Carson Wentz is a good bet there. But I I I think this is a tough award to bet on just because of you point out if the Cowboys are nine wins or better and in fact maybe they just need to i mean any eight or nine wins i think and dak plays awesome and maybe the defense just sucks dak is going to win the award because you know the cowboys are so high profile and dak people that injury was one of the oh, one of the big yeah. things that happened last year sure absolutely and he was playing great going into the injury 
They, yeah. they weren't, but he was. <laughs> right, right. He was, yeah, he was on pace for like 15,000 passing yards when that happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a ton of value here, unless, you know, I mean, it, it, Carson Wentz 10 to 1. Yeah. One of those backs. I agree with you, McCaffrey. I mean, I could see a path to like a Sam Darnold, which, you know, again, like I don't see it as a comeback player of the year with him. He, he just sucked last year with the, with the terrible team, but coming back from that case is what, you know. <laughs> right. I mean, you, you know, you can get him at 20 to 1. I, you know, I, you know, shop around or whatever. I could, you know, they, they make the playoffs out of no, especially in that division um, this year. Certainly he'd be in the mix. Yeah. I need to see, did, um, Let's see. I'll look this up really quickly because the, the comeback player of the year award, by the way, not that old. Uh, you, you know what? The 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 argument for the Darnold is actually interesting because 2019's comeback player of the year award, none other than Ryan Tannehill, who was coming Ooh. back from Adam Gase. So if Darnold, <laughs> Darnold, I mean, there's a there's a precedent here for guy has great season, but I you know again I think it it really does. It, I, I these voters default to worse like injury they default to injury and if it's not there then they're then you're um then they're willing to go to you know somebody like a, a good story like ryan Tannehill um or you know a, a philip rivers who yeah it was 2013 when rivers won that uh okay so those are the award markets coverage i am curious though what uh what other futures because i know you got them i know you got them posted up there over at gups corner but i'm curious what uh what plays you, you've looked at from a just a futures market perspective um, you know, like what we have Dalvin Cook to win the to lead the league in rushing like twenty five to one two years ago, and then yeah, should have had it. And last year's was um Ridley over like a thousand yards, which was easy. Uh, didn't expect yeah Julio to go out like that, but that was a very easy bet that that I released on this pod. Um, yep. My absolute favorite, my official, you know, to go three for three has been Cook and Ridley. This one, I maybe it just looks trappy to me or whatever, but uh, you know, I love CD Lamb over six and a half receiving touchdowns. It's minus 115, 120 in, in certain markets, you know, so it's not a big payout, um, necessarily, but I, I bet it's strong because I, I really see him getting seven receiving touchdowns. You could, you, if you know, if you're looking for the big long shot type deal, um, he's 28 to one to lead the league in rushing, t- I mean, receiving touchdowns. So that's a, you know, Either one of those are are, are great. I like I like both of them. Um, I mean, he had more. Five, he had five last year with like four games of Dak. Yeah, and he missed. You know, yeah, and he didn't. I think I don't know if he missed again. He had a couple where he was kind of a little bit banged up. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah, he had like two games where he didn't start or something like that. Right, right. right. And Jerry Jones loves cd lamb um and they will utilize you know michael irvin's talk tie on him obviously i'm you know this is a homer in a sense but i think he's that good um i mean look i'm a i am a cd lamb stan i mean i you know i I said coming out i said outside he was my third player in that draft behind uh i guess burrow and young you know and like independent position like i like i just like lamb is that freaking good and you know he's i mean young talented and to your point about jerry jones we have documented history of players leaving doubt the dallas cowboys and saying after the fact that the owner has input into how like like which players are focused on when it comes to the play calling and jerry jones is all in on cd lamb so it would make a lot of sense that cd lamb will see red zone targets Absolutely. And, and I think they're going to be, you know, it, it is DAC dependent. I mean, that's another one you're taking a little bit of a risk on, sure. um, you know, but all signs are that he's healthy. He's ready to go. I hope so. I, I mean, I, he's my fantasy quarterback. I had him last year. He went out, but luckily I had 
picked up hurts when he made his big push there at the end. So uh, survive that. But um, yeah, if he, you know, if Dak's out, that that's, you know, that obviously hurts that bet. But even with a backup, I, I definitely would like the over six and a half to still hit. Now the, the lead the league, maybe not. Yeah, right, right, right. yeah. But 28 to one, it's still, still a good bet. Um, another one that, that I like a lot, just because I think they're going to have to throw. And I think he was, you know, showed enough last year. And, and all they did was add one of his favorite wide receivers in college, Jamar Chase, is Burrow over 26 and a half passing touchdowns. Yeah. I think, I think that's a, a solid number. Again, healthy, you know, so there's a little bit of risk involved in some of those, but that, that, that comes with that, that kind of market. Um, one I took on last night that I like, and it's nothing crazy, but because of, and actually, this is before the news on Mac Jones, I don't think that really changed the market for this, but. You can get a bet on several books where it's teams to finish first, second in a division. Ooh. In the AFC East, I like Bills Pats. And it doesn't matter which order they go into. And that's a plus plus money bet, plus Ooh. 115. Or if you're real confident in the Bills winning it, um, there's a bet that's team to finish second in the AFC East. Pats only, you know, would be plus 200. But I think the Pats can contend in that division. We'll see. So I don't mind getting that plus 115 on the Bills Pats finishing first second AFC East that's a great number so you get so it doesn't matter like as long as it's just Bill's Pat, yeah I guess what is that a exact a Quinella not, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah it's like a division Quinella yeah yeah no, I love that I think we can all I mean look, maybe the Jets surprise everybody and and win 10 games I don't think that's a likely outcome especially given their preseason injuries and I'm a little bit lower on the Dolphins than probably the market and a little bit higher on the Patriots and you are too so that that makes a right. ton of sense you know the it, that's that's a better bet maybe than you know we, we you can take the pats to make the playoffs you can take the bills to win the division at minus 155 uh but you're essentially banking on the pats being a competitive factor there and i think they you know i think they will be with with mac jones i would be surprised if bill belichick made this move to cut cam and go with mac and then the, the pats sucked like that that would be pretty surprising oh i agree yeah no and that and that it only solidifies it more for me because you don't have the quarterback controversy. It's, you know, I'm, I like fields and some, some markets, you know, but I was waiting to see how that would shake out. I like Trey Lance in certain markets, but I, it's not shaking out where you got a clear definition here. We get one. And so I think that's kind of the missing piece. And, and you know, Belichick, if you don't think he's got a chip on his shoulder after watching Tom Brady lift the trophy last year, yeah. you're, you're fooling yourself. Like he wants to have a good season this year to show that it wasn't all Brady that the lead that. And we know it wasn't take both of them and, and a lot of teammates, but um, he definitely wants to prove that they, they can win and be successful without Brady. You, do you know what beating Tom Brady in Foxborough with a Mac, with Mac Jones, like the oh. guy always pop <laughs> to Brady with Belichick. I mean, that, that matters to him. Like he, oh, it's going to be a, that's gonna yeah. be a massively watched game. I mean, just yeah. gonna be huge. Yeah, it's gonna be, I, mean, I know, I know. It's, it, I'm. That's when you know you, you hear people do you know like the more like Good Morning Football does like game you want to watch and you know everybody has to pick a different one. But the uh, game you want to watch is freaking Brady coming back to Foxborough for the first time. It's gonna be incredible. Um, all right, anything else? Uh, future. I mean, obviously, go to go to gupscorner.com. Use promo code CBS. You get thirty percent off. You can do a one week free trial, and you can check out those futures that that uh, that Gup is putting up, along with uh, plenty of college football stuff. Any anything else that uh, that strikes you fancy before we get out of here? Oh yeah, um, yeah. Welcome anybody to try. We also, I mean, this has all been about betting, but certainly fantasy is a, a core of ours too. We just released a whole bunch of uh, updates to our lineup optimizer, um, NFL tools. We have full PGA tools, customized uh, customized model builder, and all that kind of stuff. Great community, a good fun feel. Uh, Wheels in there from time to time. 
um, you know, messing around as well. I'm, I'm, a, lurker. I'm a lurker mostly. In the oh, a lot of people are. It's funny because yeah. I'll, I'll randomly do a giveaway. And like when I do it and tag the channel, like all these people come out of nowhere. Cause I'm like, I feel like no <laughs> one's in there. You know, we got well over a thousand and thirteen hundred subs. I'm like, no one, it's like the same 20. And then if I do that, everybody shows up and I'm like, oh, right. well, you guys are here. You're just reading, which is fine. You know, that's, that's good in in itself, but so many different channels. Well, and I deal, you know, the NFTs is taken off. There's people that talk about that all the time. Uh, I'm not into that yet. Uh, I am to an extent, but you know, I got, I got yeah. diversified portfolio to keep it. <laughs> you know, I got, I got too much time, uh, not enough time to keep up with all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I burned, I burned way too many. Like I, I, I like it cut into my DFS time. Like yeah, right. exactly. That's exactly. Like, I, how yeah, I, think I, didn't, I didn't need it. No, but I, I mean, yeah, that I, I've the community there that you guys have on the Slack is awesome. And, and you know, that's sort of, if you're trying to get into DFS, if you want to, you know, it's good to have, or even just betting or, you know, whatever, you're, you know, regular fantasy, It's you want to have people to bounce stuff off of. You know, if you're just rolling solo, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. And so the, the Gup's Corner's got the, con, you got the, the community, you got the content and the, the tools on the back end that are hugely helpful uh, in all of that. So go to use promo code CBS for 30% off. Highly recommend it. Gup, my man. Thanks, dude. I appreciate it, sir. You have a good week. Always a pleasure, buddy.